You know, there's just days in your life as a CinemaSins writer when you get to write things like deflated mastodon testicle and <laughs> those days just stand out. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dyser and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I am not still prepping for the show. We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Um, Danae always means the exact opposite of what she says in her introduction statement. Yeah. So still yeah. getting ready, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Also, I skipped hey. an, I, I skipped a video, video entirely. <laughs> Guys, it's just been a crazy week, okay? I hope it was Exorcism of Emily Rose. Nope. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you skip Brother Bear? Uh-huh. I'm no. Not yet. Danae, I still have a little bit of time. Danae. <laughs> I have a little bit of time Danae, still. That's like, that one is like right up your alley. That and is, also MVS. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> it has been a week. Thank you for the, for a little bit of grace uh, for today. She's she's had a week for sure. Didn't you have like, uh, aren't you like single mom in it right now? Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. So. I'm, I'm holding down the fort with a four-year-old. And there are a lot of irons in the fire for CinemaSins right now. Yeah. Lots of things hopping, popping, moving, shifting, all that stuff. And I am the one with my fingers and all that, trying to kind of mm-hmm. make sure it's all moving while writing and all that. So it's just been, <sighs> been a lot. But um, if you guys just want to hang out, like we'll just, you know what we're going to do is we're just going to have dead air. Let's see. How long is the video for Brother Bear on YouTube? And we'll Probably. just 17 minutes, guys. Yeah. We'll, you know, so if you just want to fast forward or just hop forward 17. If you don't want to, you can just sit in silence with me while I prep for the show. <laughs> no, it'll be, no, it'll be that great is not audio. Happening. That this is, is why you listen. It is why you listen. Uh, well, whatever the case, prepared or unprepared, we are going to have a fun time uh, today. So let's go ahead and get right into it. Let's kick it off with this inside scoop. What's he building in there? Got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. We kick it off with commercial sins nationwide is on your baby's side. Uh, this is a the baby commercial for Nationwide where the car is mm-hmm. like your baby. Um, so this was a Scott script. Um, how, do you guys feel Scott. About, uh, how do you guys feel about automobile insurance? Oh, man, I thought you were going to go with <laughs> massive babies. <laughs> no, I know how you feel about really massive large... babies today. Yeah. I know exactly how you feel about <laughs> massive babies. I have it. I, that's all. I have insurance. I, you know, that I pay for. I, I don't know. I don't think much of it. I guess that it's just kind of one of those things you have to have, right? No, legally. Yeah, I think legally you yeah. have to have car insurance. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you do. I mean, you can you can definitely get fined, or you mm-hmm. know, and if if you got in a wreck and didn't have any, that would be that would be no bueno. Um, yeah. yeah. So you know, it's just you know something else you got to pay for. I mean, I yeah. don't really have a lot of feelings <laughs> about car insurance. <laughs> I like hey, here's here's some feelings. I like that car insurance now has more technology that really allows you to have lower premiums if you're a good driver because like you can plug that thing into your car and drive with it for like a month 
mm-hmm. and then they'll take that data and go, oh, this person oh, breaks well, accelerates exactly well. Exactly the speed limit. Maybe you need to have a more no. exciting life. I actually don't think it, I don't think it has to do with the speed limit. I think it has more to do with braking. I was trying to that kind of, jab you, Aaron. I listen, jab away. I was away. trying to jab. Swing, swing away, Meryl. Swing away. Um. Um. Yeah, yeah. I so for me, I really like that. I like that they do, uh, you know, like grade stuff for kids. Like if you have your kids on your insurance now, they'll take you know stuff off for better grades, good GPAs. Like, oh yeah, yeah that'll just, be that, that's an incentive. Like, hey, you'll help mommy and daddy with our car insurance <laughs> if you can just get that A. <laughs> well, I mean, it helps them with theirs, and then right. you know, but they don't care about insurance, do they? I mean, Maybe my kids are. If they, my kids if they have one, to pay for it. Exactly. Once my kids that's own true. a vehicle, that we make them pay for their own portion of the insurance. So yeah, we so, probably yeah. will not. I'm just, yeah. I'm just gonna guess that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. Like deciding when to have your kids adult on stuff has been a really interesting thing these last few years. Um. So yeah, like one of my children is getting married. So is that like you know financial independence moment do we talk about you know the the cell service and the health insurance and like all that stuff or stay tuned next week for a more exciting (laughs) conversation about car insurance all right right. let's move into the sins video (laughs) shall we uh i i think this commercial is pretty funny and i think the uh the video itself uh is also very very funny Mm -hmm. me Uh, too i I mean Uh, it i like it more now after having had a kid i think when i saw it i before i didn't have a child i'm not sure when it came out maybe i'm wrong about that but i was just not a recent commercial i don't know because i feel like i saw this before i had iris but i could be completely wrong about that um but i i had i had more i was more focused on the adorable baby upon this watch than i Mm -hmm. felt like i had ever been before usually like but when i see babies i'm like yeah it's a baby but now i look at him and that's a really cute little baby oh those little Mm -hmm. leg chunks (laughs) <laughs> I remember when Iris had little leg chunks. You know, oh, like yeah, it's you kind of get that. yeah. You have something to ref- immediately reference it to in your own life. Mm-hmm. So of course things change. That's true for all media. There are some things I literally just can't watch anymore because now I have personal tie to a, to a baby or a child. Um, mm-hmm. But this little baby was so cute. Like when the garage opens and the de- and the, the guy's like, "It's my mm-hmm. car," but it's actually this baby that's just like, "Hey." that was was really cute i I agree yeah i think it's cute i think it's funny Uh, it's still fun to sin but (laughs) i do want to push for putting chunk before the word legs uh little chunky legs as opposed to leg chunks uh leg leg chunks took me to some dark places i knew what you meant (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh lord (laughs) it's just my brain we're just in for it today uh-huh. I don't even no, know. No, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I may uh, just decide to take a nap mid-show. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, we'll what are some of your favorite uh, sins from this one? Well, I mean, there you know there weren't that many. So the one I'll talk about is it's not a bag of groceries if there isn't a French baguette sticking out mm-hmm. of the bag, which yep. that is something that I've noticed in everything. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't even know that I've ever bought a French baguette. I, I, I maybe. But you know, I think for garlic bread, we've we've bought them before. Yeah, they, they work well for making your own garlic bread. But I've never had the bag with it sticking out on the top, and mm-hmm. you know, I've never mm-hmm. never been able to experience that that no. cliche. Yeah, yeah, it's like you uh, can't believe that there's groceries in a bag yeah. unless there's bread peeking out. 
I, I just I wonder when that started. Like somebody was I guess some prop guy was like, We gotta do this on like an I Love Lucy episode or something. <laughs> I think I think it stuck. probably comes from like, hey, what can we do so it doesn't just look like a brown paper bag? What do we put in there that, that makes it a little more appealing? Out. Something has to stick out so we know it's groceries and not right. like a severed head, you know, or leg chunks or something. Yeah. You know, like that there's actually something grocery wise in the bag, I, and I, I, I that's hear an easy it now. One. Now that you've said leg chunks, <laughs> I, I hear it now. <laughs> so it probably that was like the thing, like oh, a long loaf of bread would stick out of the top. Let's do that, or you know, a head of lettuce, or you know, whatever might stick out of the top. So yeah, because if a leg chunk was sticking out, it would It'd that be would a little be suspect. That would be yeah. a little suspect. <laughs> Uh, what else? Also, I do want to say too, though, that I feel that if if you're grocery shopping in in places outside of what we're used to, you know, a, a brown paper bag holding a baguette is probably not that strange because you get your food fresh. Right. You get you, your ingredients more like in Although, a in a market. Like daily, you go out yeah. and you get your food and you go back and cook it. That's really common in other parts of the world. But for us who pump everything with preservatives and have to survive off of microwaved meals, that is a strange bag of groceries. <laughs> oh, Brent, you don't see brown bags as much anymore either, right? No, I mean, no, there's no. groceries that don't even have them, No, realistically, you know? he should have two arms that are laden yeah. with plastic bags yeah. from forearm to wrist, digging into his flesh, oh, holding yeah. them out, you know, like some sort of champion. God. That's that realistic. is the, that is one of the worst feelings is that when it's just <laughs> when you you put one bag too many on your arm and it just starts digging in and you're yeah. trying to get to the door yeah before like you feel like your hands about to come off mm-hmm. hmm. I guess I always use my fingers not my arms well that's because your fingers are actually the Our length of sized. someone's <laughs> arm because you're so tall <laughs> yeah Aaron's talking about Aaron what Aaron actually means is I always make my wife carry the groceries that is so not, I, don't, well, I don't know what that is the truth of a the wife? matter is we <laughs> we haven't what? been to the grocery store in a long time um we've been doing delivery for a while now so it's we really do, just carrying them into the kitchen we do pick up but we haven't been inside a grocery store that much but we 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 at least go we go there and they bring it out to us so yeah. we do still have to take the stuff in but when they deliver though do they come inside they did no. at the beginning and then when the pandemic started they they started leaving it at the the uh step but the before the yeah. pre-pandemic yes they brought it into the table um so oh, wow. yeah yep and they cooked your food for you and uh they, no. i don't know that joke no, didn't work no they didn't <laughs> nobody, nobody cooked the food for us uh what other <laughs> what other what other sins did you want to talk about jonathan uh no that was all the only one i had down today what about you I really liked the cart thing. I actually saw yes. something on Twitter. Oh, I did, I just remembered it's a conversation about uh, the cart theory. Let me see if I can look it up really quick. Um, but I really enjoyed the the cart one. Like, if you care that much about your cart and not get hit by a cart, would you throw your groceries down on the ground? No, you would just hold your groceries and run up and stop it with your foot. So mm-hmm. it was a very dramatic yeah. way of shopping yeah. the cart. Or wait. I'm not shopping the cart. That is not what I meant to say at all. A- again, it's going to be a really interesting show for me. <laughs> um, we'll just move on. Um, the other one was um, <laughs> when the garage door opens and the baby is sitting there. Again, I think that's one of the most adorable moments ever. But the sin is given that this is a car and not a baby. That's a shitty parking job that he did last night. I just I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I had that one. I thought that was hilarious as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the only other one I had that hasn't been mentioned was the being this happy about washing anything. Uh, that made me laugh. 
the shopping cart theory is what I sh- saw posted on on Twitter. Um, there was a picture of a shopping cart kind of just out in the middle of nowhere and then like an empty shopping cart bin where you could go and replace it and a person standing in the middle. The question, the, 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 it reads, there is no dire emergency. Do you accept your duty to return the cart even though you gain nothing? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Yeah. Are you a I, cart returner, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Aaron? Yeah, it doesn't matter where I'm parked. I, I either put it, sometimes they have the return thing outside, but if we're parked close enough to the store, I just take it back in. I am absolutely a cart returner. I don't. I don't understand not returning your. Like I don't understand. No. Yep. Leaving I, I'm it also out. a cart and returner. Are you a cart returner of someone else's cart? Uh, if it's right in the way, like if it's on my way and it's just sitting there, I'll just grab it. Um, yep. So then there's this post that was also linked to the picture that's called the shopping cart theory. Uh, the shopping cart is the ultimate lit- litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. The return To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There is no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return the cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. Yeah. No one will punish yep. you for not returning the shopping cart. No one will fine you or kill you for returning the shopping cart. You gain nothing by returning the cart. You must return the cart out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the right thing to do because it is correct. A person who is unable to do this is no better than the animal, an absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with a law and force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is good or bad member of society. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes no sense, like what Aaron's saying, though. I mean, I don't know if this is the case everywhere, but every one of our, like, especially the big shopping centers, our parking lots. I mean, there's shopping cart return areas everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know where you could park to where there wouldn't be one that's convenient to you. And it is infuriating when you find a good parking space and then you realize it's because there's a shopping cart in the middle of it. You're just like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, this what is a this, this is a big thing. I didn't realize how big of it. I just searched shopping cart theory, and there's so much out here. There's a there's a uh, a pyramid chart that I'm looking at called shopping cart theory, and it's got all the different levels: people who return shopping carts to the workers at the top, uh, people who return shops to the cart corral in the middle, and then the bottom layer is people who leave carts on the curb and parking spaces uh, off the property. And then each of them has like different explanations underneath it. The topmost being moral kings and queens, please return. <laughs> please run our country. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the middle is thank you. You're a regular functioning member of our society. Please remember to vote. <laughs> and then the last one is you are a morally deficit and should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> uh, this is going to be something I just can't stop looking at for the rest of our show. It's good. It's good. I think there are many opportunities like that in life where you will see different varying levels of the care we take for each other, uh, even when it costs costs us nothing up to cost us something, you know, like how that works, how we function together. It's good There's stuff. nothing that, that feels better, but when you get the right push of the shopping cart to where it picks up its own momentum, hops over the corral guard and then shoves into the rest of the carts and joins their brethren. And you can put your arms up and go, yeah. And if no one else does that, I highly recommend it. That's my favorite way of putting uh, my carts away. Nothing feels better than that. Nothing. No, it's like bowling, but with shopping carts. 
let us move on to TV sins. We're going to kick it off with Falcon and the Winter Soldier's back. Woohoo! It is finally time. Uh, it never left. About. It's just it been left. waiting. It's just been waiting. April 22nd. It's been waiting. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the episode is called Truth, and um, it is the fifth episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Are we ready to venture back in to talking about this show, or have we left it, was, it behind us? It was interesting rewatching this because I, you know, I only saw the up, you know, I only saw the episodes when we were doing them, and I have, right. I'm, I have not gonna go back and watch them. I can't imagine. I mean, I enjoyed the series overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Barrett and I were talking about it the other day, and he was just talking about how it really didn't do anything for him. And I guess it, I, I guess I kind of get that. Like, I don't know that it's. I don't know. It's it's just an entertaining show. That's really all mm-hmm. it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. 100%. I'm down for that. But like, it's just, I can't imagine it's something I'm just going to go back and watch at any point. Right. Or have much, even to like, you know, try to fig- catch up on something before a movie that's related to it or anything. But um, I mean, you know, when I was watching the video, I, you know, I was like, yeah, this was fun. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Uh, by the way, this was a Hughes Watkins script and Ian Jonathan writing on this one. Uh, sure. All the way back. In. Sure, if you, <laughs> sure. If you say so. That's exactly how I remember it. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm with you, Jonathan. I, I, you know, rewatching it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, I really did enjoy the show. I had a good time with it. Um, you know, it's not something I'm itching to, you know, experience again. Although for me, that's pretty rare in pop culture where i'm something like oh i gotta watch that again like immediately. well that's true especially with a tv show yeah yeah um so so i guess yeah. i'm not thinking about it maybe that's the better way to put it like i don't really like it's not something i've thought back on very yeah. much yeah uh danae what are some of your thoughts uh thinking back on this like Oof. do you think of it fondly you didn't really like the show to begin with so no no there are certain things that were that got better for me and then certain things that stayed the same and then certain things mm-hmm. that got worse it, it, to me, it didn't really, but we, we found out by the end of our conversation just through learning about how this was put together as a production, you know, why perhaps it felt so disjointed and, and mm-hmm. that it was missing something cohesive that uh, you could tell that they had yeah. to kind of go in and, and gut it out and then put it back together. Um, yeah. I- yeah, I guess I like Sam and Bucky though, and you yeah. know, you just don't get a ton of them in the movies just because they're they're secondary, if not tertiary characters yep. a lot of the time. So I think that aspect of it I enjoyed. Um I liked Zemo, but uh in and Handquake actually on the message boards, you know, I think I assume he's talking about the show. He said weird message with high production values. I agree, because I think the show was trying to say something, but I don't know that it ever really did at least not in an int- I, I don't know it i still don't like i still don't even know what to think about the um wyatt russell's character like at least i don't know what i don't know what the show is trying to say about that I character 100 percent agree with you on that um i think and, overall the main theme is delivered fairly clearly you know yes. which is about what it means for a black man in america to identify himself as America, like the pain of that, yeah. trying to you know wrestle through that. This episode has some great moments with that. In fact, I think there's a moment mm-hmm. we just take ten cents away um, just yeah, for yeah. talking it's, about it. Um, yeah, it's when Bucky apologizes to Sam after he kind of has a, has a personal revelation as to the weight that Sam was bearing mm-hmm. to take on mm-hmm. the mantle of Captain America as a black man. Like that's just not something that he could have understood and then through the process he began to kind of see it firsthand and so he's just like dude i was wrong and 
that's a really important conversation to have whenever you're wrong, no matter what it's about. Sometimes you ha- you're really standing your ground on something, or you're kind of being an ass, or you, mm-hmm. maybe you're not you're not even meaning to. You're just like because he kept he kept saying as we sin over and over again, like why did you put it down? Why did you put it down? And now he's like, okay, I get it now. I'm sorry. And that's a really cool thing to see on TV. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and really any content, but especially when you've got these like guys who typically are presented as like macho who would would not want to talk about their feelings or their being wrong or things like mm-hmm. that because a lot of times guys are presented where you just sort of brush over that stuff um and so i like seeing some emotional depth i also really did enjoy that part of like you said jonathan to be able to see those two those characters more on screen and have more time to develop how they're doing now um you can't do that in the big movies we get that but here we get to see those things i do enjoy that part a lot actually that's probably it's probably my favorite part and it's it's tied to being able to also get like extra little um nuggets of content that when you go to the bigger pictures the big movies you get to have more context because you watched these types of like with wandavision you know going Mm -hmm. and watching the next movie, I'm going to have more stuff to pull from. I'm going to have different emotions about Wanda and vision and all this Mm -hmm. stuff that I wouldn't have if I didn't watch these kinds of things. I do wonder if, because they had to gut it and start over again, that this particular one suffers a bit of that emotional building, but you know, we'll see. I think, I mean, given what they had to do, I've said it before. I thought they did a good job understanding that they had to gut it all out, but It's just kind of like seeing your favorite car show up Mm -hmm. and you get in it and it was gutted and you can tell that it was sort of put back together kind of quick and the engine's a little clunky and maybe like the seats are a little bit loose. You're still like along for the ride and you like the way it looks, but you're a little bit nervous about its security. (laughs) Yeah. That's how the show felt to me. I do also want to note that whoever decided to cast Julie Louise Dreyfus in that role is a genius. And I look forward to seeing what they do with that character because uh, she's yeah. great. Which she we should see soon, right? We should see that in about a month. Uh, oh, well, that's true because that, that's another thing, right? She was actually, she's in Black Widow, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, she was supposed or she to be was. introduced in Black Widow. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting, so, okay. Yeah. And then eventually whatever they decide to do, if there's going to be like a Thunderbolts movie or TV show or, or just mm-hmm. something with her, I don't know. She's mm-hmm. That was excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah that, that's weird. Like that would have been like, because she does come into the show like she we should already know her. I yeah. think they added some they <laughs> added that foot thing that we sin uh yes. in, in the episode where it's like who is it? Who is it? Oh, it's her. Yeah. Like I think they added that after the fact. Um, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. It felt like but, it was added after the fact especially because chronologically in the show um is it this episode? I'm getting it. I'm going to get lost, but it's it's been long enough. I don't I don't think it matters, but you know, he I think it. I think it's the next one where he suits up in his new suit, right? Yeah, that's like the end yes. of the series okay. almost. Yeah. Okay. It just seems it does. It seems like it's out of order in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a little bit. And, you can tell they had to kind of sneak some stuff around. To, yeah. Finagle. Yeah. Zhuzh. They had to judge it a little bit. Zhuzh it. Uh, let's talk about the sins. I will start since I didn't write on it. Uh, having to remember this guy's name when all I can recall is his alias. Uh, very well done. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I liked the, so the, these chairs are off limits, <laughs> but this microwave Wait. and oven are okay, guys. Uh, that one made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, no, I, yeah, the, saying, I wrote that scent. I was just saying it. it was just so, yeah, it was just so silly. Well, it's the reason I'm so, laughing is because yeah. the way that Aaron just said it makes me think that it was a reference to something else. It is. 
and I didn't well, know that. It's and a I reference was... <laughs> to that actor being an alias. Now but I get we it. Also, <laughs> I didn't we get also it. did an alias sin the first time he was introduced. So basically, mm-hmm. we're Double redoing sinning. our sin because okay. they're reintroducing the character. Oh, see, see, this is why it's really good sometimes. Like I was actually the lead on this one, I believe, because um, yes. there's a couple of them where I, where I said things like, I don't get this one. Explain it to me. <laughs> and I, I'm really getting better at being like confused. It's fine. It's just my constant state. But then there's some that I'm like, oh, this is really funny. Like this sin is about forgetting who this is because it's been a long time since they've been on. But it was actually a clever reference to something else. And I didn't even know it. Well done. <laughs> Did you wonder why Alias was capitalized in the in nope. the sins? Okay, fair enough. I mean, I do now, but I didn't then. Um, but it's funny about the tape one, the one that you mentioned. They had that that security tape in the most random places. It's like mm-hmm. right the props That's department. Why I loved it. It's it just like wrap it around all these uh, chairs. <laughs> just, just make it look like it was a caution tape ticker tape parade. <laughs> the caution tape. It's like yeah, guys. There's a massive pile of chairs over here. So we're just gonna. No one touch it. It's potential evidence. You know, this pile of chairs. So it's just such a weird, it was it such weird. a weird thing. Uh, also, <laughs> why did the GRC decide not to watch these locations in case Carly and the crew showed up? Uh, I love that, that one. Fun. And that it ends with, well, guess we can go home for the day because obviously Carly is hiding somewhere and we could never find her. Uh, <laughs> so, so great. Uh, had to mention Haying Ao. Uh, really love that one. I will say some people in the comments uh, want it pronounced Io. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not how I've we went back heard and listened it. to we it. Listened, yeah. So, mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes people say things differently. Like one character right. will say it one way, right. but right. we heard Ao, and it worked out so well because mm-hmm. it's like Heyo, and it, mm-hmm. it's perfect. I'm glad that the Hang Ao stayed in because I heard it in my imagination. The idea is that sometimes you you don't hay people. Right. There's certain people you don't just go hey. Too. exactly and one yeah, of them yeah, is a yeah. warrior with a massive spear like well there was even uh and i hope this doesn't steal anybody's comment section but there was even a series of replies to this sin where somebody said that it was their favorite sin and somebody was like um one yeah one never uh what's what's the lord of the rings meme with boromir or whatever one oh, never uh, simply one, walks sim- into one does not simply hey ao um, yeah no like, that was that was so one of the rude. comments and then somebody somebody else was like um it almost seemed like they had a previous relationship the way he said it. Like it was like, hey, yeah, it's like, like, yeah. Is this is such a casual way of talking to somebody who could murder okay. you and is clearly yeah. an authority figure. It, it kind of felt like it was also a good sin to sometimes, you know, like, oh, is it because she's a, a woman that you're just right, exactly. it, it felt disrespectful? Yeah. Yeah. I me. loved it. <laughs> um, I love the fixing the boat sin. Uh, that was a great one, Jonathan. Where uh, I think there are two parts to it. One of them, the first sin is the you don't hear me complaining, you know, except right now in the entirety of this video. Uh, And then the second one, men fixing stuff together, the only way to work out pointless grudges since 1817. That was such Uh, a good sin. Love that as well. And then the shield born sin I thought was appropriate. Very much. (laughs) Lots of shield born. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, you mentioned everything. The only one I have that you didn't mention was uh, just us talking about referring to the Scorpions as great German scholars. And then the way Aaron read the MTU knows how to tease me, but I'm not sure they know how to please me. Uh, <laughs> I really I really appreciated that. Thanks. And uh, I just love that we have a tease me, please me mm-hmm. uh, reference in a in a cinema in a TV sense video. I think I've yeah. made my mark. Uh, Danae, what about you? 
Um, well, you know, there's just days in your life as a CinemaSins writer when you get to write things like deflated mastodon testicle and <laughs> those days just stand out. So I wanted to mention, I wanted to mention that one. Um, and I also wanted to mention the watering plants, which I'm going to talk about more in my comment section. Oh, that okay. was a, um, that was a fun, that was a fun one to read from the people's. Nice. Let's move on to Invincible. Uh, We did the pilot of this new animated series. It's About Time was the name of the episode. This was a Dicer Watkins slash mystery writer uh, script. Um, So the three of us worked on this. Um, Yeah, Uh, this show. I think we've talked about it a little bit in uh, Beyond the Sins. Um, But I would restate, uh, started slow for me. Um, which is weird to say, considering what happens in the pilot episode. Uh, but I think I just kind of had to open myself up to it. But I think this is a really good show. I think it's really, really good. I think I think that makes sense, though. I mean, I think the season really does a lot of world building. So I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it, it does take a second to kind of get into it. But I, I think this show is kind of sneak. I mean, obviously, it's popular. I mean, they renewed it for two or three. They renewed mm-hmm. it for two more seasons. Yeah. But you never really know what's going on in a streaming show. But based just on the reaction to this video and just stuff I've been seeing, you know, gradually build up on social media, talk about it and stuff. It seems like people are really getting into the show, which I which I'm which I just as someone who read the comic years ago or whenever it ended a few years ago, um, just the idea that this is now part of you know, popular culture is just, I, I love it. I'm so, I'm so glad people are discovering this world. Cause I think it's, I think it's kind of brilliant. Danae, what do you think of the, the, uh, pilot? Well, um, I remember that it was being discussed, you know, as we were handing out the assignments and it was mentioned that it was really graphic. And so it was like, Oh, interesting. And then, uh, I became the shadow on it. And in the time that we talked about it and then I became the shadow on it, I totally forgot that particular detail. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, so here I am watching what I assume is just a normal cartoon, uh, which has got these interesting characters. Um, and then it gets to the part where it, it goes to like the, uh, the title screen, like towards the end when there's just mm-hmm. a few minutes left. I thought that what the copy that I was watching was there's something was wrong with it. I was like, yeah. Oh, this is going into the next episode. Cool. Whatever. I stopped watching it. I go, I go through Taco Bell. I come back home. I sit down, I'm eating my tacos and I start playing it again. I, and I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, this is part of it. Because I went to look at the you know, the script. And your mm-hmm. guys' sins extended beyond. It's a very confusing like, oh, moment. Oh, there's more. Yeah. There's more sins it, here. It, oh, it's that a, is part it's of the show. Moment. So yeah. then I'm watching the most horrific thing I have ever seen in a cartoon <laughs> while I'm trying to digest tacos. It was a very horrible experience. And fuck the show. I- <laughs> Okay, well, there you go. Oh, because of the tacos? I mean, yeah. it was weird. I, I've never I, had a moment where I'm, like, literally crunching and chewing while watching, like, gory murder. It's, maybe Even it's if it's, it's cartoonish, yeah. it was still, like, and, and you're hearing the sounds of them crunching and goring while you're also yeah. crunching and goring in your mouth. It's all happening at the same time. <laughs> Lots it of, was uh, a really weird experience. I'm, I'm sorry, no, yeah, but no, I, I don't know. I, I South Park is way more disturbing yeah, than I this show watch ever South gets. Park, though. I, well, I don't that much either because it disturbs the hell out of me. Right. Uh, so, I guess it's, uh, it's just a strange. It's strange. Like I know what you're saying. You know, like when you ride a ride, and it's one of those where they like spray you in the face with like mist, and then there's like a smell, and then like mm-hmm. something pokes your leg, and it's very right. like. In it was like that 
but while trying to enjoy tacos. <laughs> oh, no, I, I get the it food was correlation. Odd. I've had that happen before. Yeah. It was odd. Um, it was unexpected. And then I was then I remembered mm-hmm. uh, it was. But I think that the shock, the sh- the shock of it. Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like that before. It's where, a great twist. Yeah, I, I, it was an interesting decision because the fun the fun thing that I, as, as I've thought about it um, is fun thing. It's like the I guess it's a psychologically interesting thing for me is that when I was watching it, I'm seeing all these new superhero characters I've never seen before. And I'm literally like, I don't really want to get to know more. So the fact that they're just like offed by the end of the show was a re- relief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bad person. No, but no, I, I know like, you're saying. Okay. I think that's intentional. You know, yeah, it was a really interesting thing to think about that. We have so many superheroes. And so here's another. I was like, okay, that's a whole new set of superheroes. And I'm kind of struggling with whether or not I really want to pay attention to them. So it was a really. And they're clearly knockoffs, too. Like Mm -hmm. they're not just other superheroes, but they're clearly knockoffs of of different, you know, superheroes that we already know. Um, I I am a little I am a little upset that we don't get to figure out why that one had to take such a massive pill to turn into a superhero there's like there's like there's too, there's too many hanging threads now how did uh-huh. they get to be that sure. way um, do sure. we get to know lots those of prequel things? opportunities lots I of prequel guess. opportunities it, i think in the comic book though i don't think that happens i think it's like the first six issues is when that that it that big reveal at the end so they build it up a little more but it's still so i was kind of surprised they did it in the first episode i get why they did it mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a hook. That took, me, that took me off. But I guess that's probably why it didn't shock me as much as it did a lot of people because I yeah. knew it was coming. I know that Omni, I know what the deal with Omni-Man is. So, you, you know, know, that's the other thing. The other thing, too, is even though we sin that it's a nod to him turning into something dark, it's still subtle enough that you, I didn't know as someone mm-hmm. who, for, I, well, I had no, I didn't realize it was going to go that way. And so... That would be an interesting thing to see is, you know, maybe the reason why he's dark or whatever, but he's just enough of an, of an asshole that he's maybe just kind of an asshole. Some people are just assholes. You know, I didn't realize he was a murderous well, asshole. Now and what's, know. what's cool, though, is that all, you also have this great dynamic where you have Mark becoming a superhero and then his arch enemy eventually becomes his dad. Oh. And so that's a really fascinating uh, thing that gets explored. I I where the show goes next is I think ten times as good as the the pilot. I think the because there's more violence, especially like as you get to the finale. Yeah. Um and I and I'll try not to spoil like more of this show than just the first episode, but um as you get to the finale, that violence feels so much more earned to me and has so much more impact. Yes. Um and is I just I just think it's where this show goes and the way it treats Omni-Man is brilliant. I love the Omni-Man development through the entire first season. I think it's really, really smart. Very yeah, smart. Yeah, if they, if they stick to the comic, it keeps getting more interesting. But um, it's also it's also quite funny at times. Like, it, it does this really interesting thing. I, I always use Scream as my example, but it does this really interesting thing where it does definitely poke fun at a lot of the tropes. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a straight-up parody, but there's definitely no. some some comic elements to it. But then at the same time, it becomes exactly what it's kind of making fun of, and and it it's actually a really good version of what it's making fun of. So that that's a really hard uh, 
that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. So when it it's is done, yeah, or like Edgar Wright, I mean, he does that all the time, like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's a it's kind of it kind of is similar to something like that with the balancing act. Yeah, um, which I find fa- which I always love when it's done well, obviously. Yeah, I think that the, the other thing that just right before we go on to the actual sins, um, oftentimes on shows like this, uh, you look for who you relate to and why you want to stick around because you're looking for something that's like drawing you into the story. Um, and the interesting thing about killing off all of those uh, other people for me is that I was interested in some of them a little bit more than I'm interested in the main characters now. So it revealed who the main characters are by the end. It's like, oh, this yeah. is about the dad and, and the kid. They are the only survivors. So clearly that's going to be the focus. Yeah. Was there something inside of this beside the intrigue of why did he, what was his motivation for being a murderer or what's the fallout? Is that the motivation for me to watch, to continue to watch? I don't actually think that personally I'm like interested enough to go in there and figure it out. Um, so it would be, it would, so th- there, there's yeah, that absolutely. too. You know, you do I mean, have I a think- risk. I think Stephen Young is great. I think his his that's the the actor that voices um, Mark. One of the several Walking Dead actors. That are <laughs> that's on true. The show. That's yeah, true. that was an interesting God. find. Did you well, know that same, going in? It's the Just same. Uh, oh. It's the I same guy. The cast. Uh, Robert okay. Kirkman did both of them. Um, yeah, yeah, so he did. He, I mean, he created the the comics and is producing the show. So I mean, that does make sense. But yeah. Um, so I think he does great, but I, I can absolutely see what you're what you're saying uh, about where you put your investment. Do they not do any of the high school stuff in the first episode? Well, we they, they, they did a little characters? bit. There's, okay, because you know, I like those side up, characters as well. He stands so. up for the the one that was kind of getting bullied at one point in time, mm-hmm. kind of early on. So, but you know, <laughs> yeah. High school drama does, is not one yeah, that gets my attention. To you, so. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are other, there are, well, but through the high school and stuff, there are other heroes introduced and, and whatnot uh, mm-hmm. that that are, I think you would find more interesting than the, yes. than yeah. the ones that get killed That's why I mentioned it. Off. I didn't remember yeah, how yeah. much it went into it there, but yeah. I no, agree. no, no, you don't find out all that, but yeah. uh, it just kind of, it you like you meet a couple people and that's it. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, Danae, you get to kick us off since Jonathan and I oh. wrote on this with the mystery writer. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let me just remove that note about tacos. My second note about tacos. My third note about tacos. Um, no, I want tacos. I'm going to have to go Taco Bell later. I really loved us bringing back the hot chocolate lady from Mighty Ducks on this one. Yeah. Uh, we talked about playing about it uh, uh, with that particular thing as a skip concept on BTS. And then to see us actually kind of attempt it in a show, uh, I thought that was really clever. Do you feel like I don't- it works? Do you feel like it works? I don't know if it's because we've had conversation and I understand the context and I understand the material it comes uh-huh. from. I love it. I do too. I think it really works. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, like and our it could own become personal like a little meme. meme. Yeah. It's like our own little meme. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I don't know if the rest of the world gets it, but they don't have to either. Like, right. That's, if the, someone that's what's beautiful about memes. Mm-hmm. You know, you so, don't have to yeah. know where it comes from. And if you really love it, then yeah. somebody will ask and I'll be uh, found out. So that was kind of cool. Um, I liked the, uh, calling bullshit on the guy already having a perfectly tailored suit for Mark. Mm-hmm, I love that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. The Darkwing one, uh, where he may be the hero the city deserves, yeah. but he's not the mallard we want right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think the word mallard is funny. I'm a simple person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Darkwing um, duck. Yeah. Sorry. And I really enjoyed the fight sequence though, as far as like, you know, the behind the scenes of writing, those kinds of sins where it really breaks down a fight scene 
and you've got this longer sequence explaining the teamwork that makes the DreamWork segment of the Guardians of the Globe handling the steroid-enhanced Bloomin group, mm-hmm. um, you know, that it looks really good at first, but when you start to break it down, how it doesn't make sense why they're all, quote-unquote, working together to basically undo each other's it's damage so dumb. in a weird it's way. It's so dumb. And yet somehow it ends the fight? Yeah. Apparently? Yeah. I guess? Yeah. yeah. And of course we know it's because they want us to see the powers that everyone right. has and they want to do it in a very succinct way. It doesn't have to make sense because that's just how stuff is sometimes. But I really liked the way that the writing worked with the visuals and the editors did a great job of kind mm-hmm. of matching all of that up. We didn't, I mean, like the instructions to the editors was match the actions with the narration. It wasn't like a complicated one where we're going, okay, cut back to five minutes and 42 seconds and point the arrow to the green shrubbery on the far right of the screen. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not, it yeah. wasn't like that, um, but it was still a really good sin. And that was my favorite, one of my favorites from the episode. Well done. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I had, uh, this is supposed to be condescending, but hot cocoa is delicious. Then Steve doesn't make him follow through with this promise. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a great sin. And, uh, and also the fact that somehow it follows the hot cocoa lady is really interesting to me. Just weird (laughs) how that happened. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what the next 10 minutes hold so I can finish this thing off with all the good feelings completely (laughs) intact. Uh, no man has ever run away this fast after being kicked in the balls, which we actually, uh, I did not put this in my comments, but we did have a commenter talk about uh, how uh, they they have experienced something similar and uh, we do not understand um, adrenaline. And yeah, we do. And no, I would not. Um, I might have to watch Spiral after this for a palate cleanser. Yeah, I had that one down too. So good. Uh, let's see what else. Um, William thinks the superhero with a high success rate isn't cool. I don't even watch baseball, but if every time the Yankees won a game and prevented catastrophic <laughs> loss of life, I probably root for them as well. Um, mm-hmm. very well done. I think that was a mystery writer sin. Uh, very well done. Uh, had to mention expositional fathering exposition. Uh, I enjoyed, uh, this mountain looks remarkably similar to the one invincible through the baseball through. A little too similar. Um, I just love the idea that because the mountains are exactly the same mountain because they reuse <laughs> the the animation, yeah. that it means something deep and nefarious. Uh, like I just I thought that was a really smart uh, observation as well. So there you go. That's invincible. It's about time. Let's move on to music video sins. BTS again. Let's uh, talk about butter or butter. I love prefer. butter so much. But do you eat it? What do you mean? Like, do you just like take a fork and a pat of butter and just like? I chow mean, down? I put it on. I put it on bread. I mean, well, I, I mean, understand that. that, but this 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 person eats it by the spoonful, and I'm just not sure how I feel about that. I no, I am sure how I feel about that. I hate it. It makes my <laughs> my stomach cringe very very much. Um, I have a I have a story to share with you. Uh, it'll be very brief. Uh, first, no, I don't just eat butter. But I have been to a friend's house while they were cooking one time, and she cooked exclusively with cast iron skillets, and she made amazing meals with her cast iron skillets, Mm -hmm. lots of flavor and such. Mm -hmm. And she used a ton of butter Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Um, 
And there was this one particular day she was making something and she puts in like this massive stick of butter, half of a stick. It was a lot of butter. And it was the real raw butter from like she would go to the farmer's market. So it was like local farmer butter and everything. Uh, And her girls, which probably teenagers at the time, um, they would stand by. And I did the first time I saw it, I was like this. I was just wide eyed wondering what the hell they were doing. But I guess they wait until so there's so much butter kind of in the cast iron that some of the substance rises to the top eventually Mm -hmm. and sort of creates this lighter color. I don't remember what they called it, but they would take a spoon and scrape it off of the top and then just eat it straight out. It was they and they would like fall over themselves with enjoyment of this flavor, whatever it was. They asked me if I wanted to partake. I passed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting to watch well. them. They were. They're... I use a. I use a ton of butter myself. By the way, <laughs> you what? I use a ton of butter when I make stuff. Like okay. Thing that I... requires butter. I put extra in. I thought you Adi... said on myself. I did too. No. I, <laughs> I did too. No. Okay. No. Jonathan, we don't need to go no. there. But it's a choice. Okay. Hey. Okay. You know, no shame. No it's shame. Fine. Yeah. No. You know. No. Just uh, if it calls for like you know four tablespoons i might use six you know that kind of so. uh yes my macaroni no, and cheese is good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my daughter will tell you that i believe butter butter does have that impact for sure oh my uh, gosh definitely um this this song is fine whatever it's bts i don't know that we need to talk about it too much unless you have opinions either of you have opinions I mean, on this song i i no, mean i think barrett wrote some barrett stuff did but write I, something. I, I I'm I mean they're fine. I, this was not one of their better songs, I don't think, but I, I seem to be in the minority there. So yeah. What did Bear have to say? Butter is a dope ass song. It's impressive as hell to me how completely multilingual these guys are, and the choreography in this video is on point. They're not really lyrically groundbreaking in the song, but I think their English language stuff tends to be more laid back and fun. I do not get the visual aesthetic of this video though. They're in prison. They're on the basketball court. They're in an elevator. It's like they had a warehouse in Burbank to film in, and that was the best they could do. <laughs> That's my, probably right. My favorite part was Maybe. slipping Harry Styles in there uh, on one sin. And anyway, mm-hmm. the song is dope. Butter is delicious. I like the dude at the end of the video. I sometimes just grab a stick of it to snack on. I don't believe mm. him. I don't, I don't know. I, I have two choices. <laughs> I, can, I can either Ooh. not believe him. Or Barrett and I can't be friends anymore. Like those are those are my two choices. So I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with I don't believe. Um, I I I don't think he's telling the truth. As, <laughs> as someone who's been not. around him many many times, you know, around food, I just I, I think he's being silly. But I could be wrong. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I uh, since he mentioned it, and it was one of uh, the few that I had. I will mention that Harry Styles uh, sin at the start of mine re- really just caught me off guard, and I, I laughed quite a bit at that one. <laughs> it was um, great. The lyrics There's in so this. There's so many of them, though. There's just so many of them. <laughs> there are so many of them. Uh, the the lyrics in this. My favorite sins were, uh, other than that one, were about the lyrics in this and how much nonsense they are. Uh, one of the lyrics in this is, ooh, when I look in the mirror, I'll melt your heart in two. <laughs> and to rightly point out that he's looking at himself and melting your, like, that is such a weird lyric. Yeah. I don't, I like, I just, I'm having trouble processing it. Uh, and then the other one was, ice on my wrist, I'm the nice guy. 
cool, but what does one thing have to do with the other? Like, there's just so many of those moments where it's like, oh, you're using your English words and you're using them well, but they don't like really go together. So <laughs> I am curious, like how much the like where the translation is, and like I always am curious with these right. bands. Like, are they recording two different versions of this song? Which I don't, I right. don't think BTS would be at this point because I think they're they're so widespread worldwide. Uh, but stuff like that does, I am curious about that. It's kind of like when you see what movies get titled, like when they go overseas, you know, right. I, I sometimes yeah. wonder if that's going on with the lyrics. Yeah, there's a little bit of translation Yeah, translation yeah. stuff. That would make sense yeah. to me. Um, what about you guys, Jonathan? Uh, I had the Harry Styles one that was that that had me dying. But the other mm-hmm. one I had was I just loved I have a feeling these guys have never crimed before. And that kind of goes to what Barrett was saying just about. Yeah. <laughs> just about the aesthetics of the video it just it really it was like somebody like, like i want to be in jail but i don't know what that means so we'll just yeah. do this weird stuff and <laughs> yeah definitely uh, i guess we probably took all yours huh Danae? yeah yep 100 <laughs> percent. that's exactly how how do you know that you did that You're, i just did assumed. you see my notes <laughs> i just assumed I it's just really assumed. it's really fun i did not write on this one but it's always i don't know bts is they're always they always provide a lot of good uh synage and entertainment so <laughs> yeah i always enjoy when we do one of these let's move on to cinema sins the exorcism of emily rose this was an atkinson watkins script chris and jonathan writing on this one I like your woo. It's like yeah, woo, court case. Woo. <laughs> well, I'll start. I'll yeah. start there since you mentioned it. That was interesting. I think that's why I like this movie so much is because it re- it is it's almost a courtroom drama as much as it yeah. is a horror film, and like that really worked for me as somebody who's yeah. you know not necessarily a horror film fan. Although there's certainly movies that fall into that genre that I really love, um, well, but I, just, I really I enjoyed like- this movie. I like crossing genres too, or co- crossing subgenres. Yeah, like sure. I, I love horror movies. I love courtroom thrillers. So, but my, I, I like this movie overall. I think there's, there's good things in it. I don't think I like mm-hmm. it as much as you, though. I, I think some of the courtroom stuff is pretty silly, uh, and we send some of what I thought was silly. Um, although this, I mean, and this happened, right? I mean, this is still very theatrical and right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying someone, I'm not, whether or not someone was best, I'm saying someone was arrested. There was a case like there was, right. you know, somebody was brought to trial for, uh, for being responsible for somebody's death and they used exorcism as, as uh, their part defense. of defense, part of their defense. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know all the specifics. I didn't, I didn't look into it, but, uh, I, I'm assuming this is just. From what I read, it's loosely based or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know. Some of it just seemed it got a little silly there towards the end. But yeah, uh, re- rewatching it, I felt yeah. that too. I definitely yeah, felt that too. Really good performances, though. Uh, Scott Derrickson's a very good director. Uh, Sinister is probably one of my favorite horror movies of the of the two thousand. Um, so, and he did Doctor Strange, of course. Mm-hmm um and a few other things but um yeah no it's it there's there's good there's good stuff uh, gen, uh but uh i just i don't know it doesn't quite i can't get past just i like it you know like i yeah i feel like i i kind of want to because there is a lot going on there that it's interesting to me but it just i don't know it kind of loses me there towards the end so i get that and it has been a while since i've seen it and re-watching it i do wonder with my 2021 eyes uh yeah. if i would uh, kind of land in the same boat 
and not like it quite as much as I remember but liking it when it came out. It's yeah. very entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Danae, I'm assuming you have not seen it? No. I mean, I, I saw the Sins video and right. was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So I didn't expect that, but yeah. that's what it was. It's... <laughs> It's so weird to have like a horror movie be so like trying to be set in an authentic real world like it is. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, to deal with exorcism. I guess The Exorcist is kind of the same way. The Exorcist is not, you yeah. know. that. And that that's actually a good point. The Exorcist is a great, because I, I do think that's another problem is that um, I think The Exorcist, there's not very many movies like this, but like maybe Jaws is a good example. I'm not going to get mm-hmm. into Jaws today. Don't worry. But I'm just saying that it's a The Exorcist is a movie where anything that comes after it just feels like it's in its, like hanging on its coattails, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Sure. Is that a, like, it's just such, it's like the ultimate exorcist, exorcism movie, right? Sure. It's like, yeah. it's the movie. Um, now, some people, I mean, obviously, there's people that don't like the exorcist, I'm sure. I, I personally think it's a, a great film. But mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's also another thing. It's just, uh, it seems like every movie after that takes things from it, uh, whether intentionally or not. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I you're right. I mean, the exorcist is... Yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. Like it tries to kind of put it in more of a real world yeah. scenario. Yeah, I don't I don't mind it. I I I mean, if I'm gonna watch uh, something about demon possession and you know something that's kind of a like got that thrilling, scary vibe to it, to kind of juxtapose is that the right word with a courtroom sure. yeah. drama? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like it could be a little bit of a whiplash feel to me because there's such different environments that you're kind of going back. But maybe it's a palate cleanser because it's an intense experience. And it is interesting to try to bring it more into like the real world sort of a scenario. Um, but I don't yeah. know anything about the franchise in general and how different this would be. But it wasn't what I was expecting. I was not expecting what I, what I saw. It wasn't. Uh, it's not something yeah. that I would watch outside of us reviewing it for the show. Right. Yeah. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick us off uh, with uh, some of the sins that you found enjoyable? Um, I really liked the, you know, demonic possession is afoot because uh, there are swarming insects nearby cliche. And I had one, is that, is that, is that a normal thing for demonic possession movies? I'm assuming. Is this an actual cliche? In movies, what? yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Since I don't Which, watch I'm them. sorry. I've some Swarming reason insects. Oh, swarming yeah. Insects. That's, that, well, there's this whole idea that like, there's yeah I've uh, there's something about that there's maybe demonic something going on or nearby they, right, they use the that a lot are swarming interesting yeah, I guess, okay yeah I really liked that the instructions to the editors on like what to focus on it just said bees <laughs> so it's like <laughs> the bees <laughs> there's just bees here <laughs> yeah um the one that was uh, all right now it's time for some serious exorcism yeah, and like great. he's just pulling off of his glasses you know mm-hmm. um. Then there was uh oh, there was another one that I looked at. Oh 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 the um why did God allow Emily to become possessed by demons and then die? And then um I can let Emily answer that. And then the sin is apparently God wanted this to happen so that when I die, people would just believe I was possessed and almost yeah. almost no evidence. Seems like the kind of plan an all knowing creator would come up with. I have no <laughs> doubt this would change the world. Like <laughs> I, yeah. I love the sarcasm uh, there. Good. It was a. It was interesting to watch. Good sense. 
Uh, I know this movie is inspired by a true story and then going into what Scott Derrickson's pitch must have been ending yeah. with the producers like, well, 19 million oh. work for the budget. Uh, <laughs> so great. So yeah, well done. Uh, looks like they should have called this movie the Dexter-cism of That's Emily great. Rose. Am I right? Uh, of course, you're going to get me with that. Uh, the constant sins uh, to dancing were just wonderful starting with yep (laughs) yep this is what happens after christians commit the sin of dancing all right Uh, (laughs) so funny i loved that one um (laughs) if being triggered by people eating loudly and making nails on chalkboard noises with their silverware is a sign of demonic possession then i must have all the demons in me um so good uh thinking your look you look better than a drawing of you is a compliment made me laugh uh (laughs) The series of sins uh, about the demonic possession ending with fourth. Are there demons stationed in every time zone uh, about the about the witching hour? Uh, yeah, I really enjoy. Really they enjoy are. It. They're stationed in every time zone. Of course, That's how it just works. for three a.m. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? What did we miss? I love Chris did this whole thing with the the uh, I, I can't remember the actress's name, but she, the woman they bring in to kind of like justify the idea that demonic possession and science go together. And he's just like, you know, the whole thing about, can you imagine having to say this without laughing or whatever? And then it ends mm-hmm. on, um, you know, talking about how, uh, what? It, hold on, where did I have that? Um, oh, yeah, at the end, it's like, exp- when she's asked if she used that drug, that Gambitrol drug, it's mm-hmm. like, experiments? That would hurt the patient, you cock. I know I don't have <laughs> any questions. <laughs> Yeah. Like everything she said, um, this guy looks a little disappointed, but in five seconds, his spirits will be lifted when he realizes he doesn't have to promote a woman. Uh, yeah. I thought was perfect for the facial expression of that dude. Um, mm-hmm. And then going off the dance, another one of the dancing thing, doctor loses points by not mentioning dancing as a probable cause. Mm-hmm. I thought was very funny. And uh, I had a lot of the ones you guys mentioned, but I did. I love the way Jeremy, uh, I was so happy with, I wrote it out and I was hoping Jeremy would nail it. And of course he did, but there's a lot of just like weird objects that have like, like the score comes in and there's that one where the pencils and pens get knocked over mm-hmm. and he's like, not the pencils and pens, the horror. Oh, the mm-hmm. horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause it's just kind of silly, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun on this one. Definitely. Definitely. We also had a lot of fun on Brother Bear. This was a Dicer Scott script. Uh, myself and Jeremy writing on this one. Um, did Jeremy have anything to say about this? Yes. Yes, he did. Let's hear it. Right after this commercial break. <laughs> which is just code for Denae trying to find the right tab. Jeremy said, Brother Bear is what happens when you let a bear write a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read this before I started. Like, I didn't pre-read this. Sure, sure. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> of course, the <laughs> of course the bears are the good guys. Of course, the main character will ultimately decide to stay a bear. Of course, the salmon look like high contrast demon clownfish. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly stupid movie. Like, you may have a stupid person in your life. Odds are that person is a toddler. But that stupid toddler is miles smarter than this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Go give that toddler a hug and know that he or she is going to get smarter every day. And they're already smarter than Brother Bear. (laughs) God, this is amazing. (laughs) 
there's a lot of lazy stuff tossed in here that makes it feel like it's a movie, like the wise, magical grandma whose powers are never explained or the tiny talkative sidekick everyone wishes the main character would literally kick. <laughs> the comic relief moose. <laughs> I didn't watch this. And so this is just really great. <clears throat> the comic relief moose or maybe the most lazily offensive thing in this movie. Nothing they do or say is even remotely funny. Ostensibly, uh, this is a movie about walking a mile in another bear's shoes, but it is so loose it doesn't ultimately stick any landings or cause any emotional response in the viewer. Here is a list of things. <laughs> this is this is just this is just a sign that Danae either should or should never pre-read these. <laughs> One of I'm the so two. Sorry, this is just fucking hilarious. Well, and especially if you haven't seen the video, I'm sure it's just like, what is going on? Why didn't so I watch sorry. this? <clears throat> Here, here is a list of things you would be better off doing with 90 minutes other than watching Brother Bear. <laughs> One, literally anything else. <laughs> that was the end of the list. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, I don't disagree. I remember, I remember watching this the first time and just being like, oh, kids movie, Disney. Okay, fine. That was whatever. Watching this with a sin lens on where you're like, you know, focusing on how well it's doing stuff and how everything is going. This movie is terribly constructed, just absolutely lazy, terrible stuff in this movie. And uh, I just I, I came out of it exactly the same way as, as Jeremy, just going, you know, if it is, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. But if you love this movie, I can almost guarantee you it's because you saw it when you were like four years old, five years old and have nostalgia for it because it has nothing in it that makes any kind of emotional or narrative sense um so yeah i i come out completely the same it has uh, it has a pretty strong fan base um, all disney movies do uh, you know yeah that, they do that, oh they absolutely do i'm yeah. sure like home on the range does too mm -hmm. i've never seen this i've never seen it uh it came out like early aughts i was like in my mid-20s so it just mm -hmm. it wasn't one that looked interesting to me and uh i don't feel like i I missed anything. You made a good choice. You made a wise choice. Yeah. <laughs> but if I had been a kid, maybe. And it's not one that, like, my, as far as I know, I don't think my daughter's seen it. I, it's not one that I've shown her. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But uh, it's not something that's been brought up. And uh, I can't imagine after watching this video I will uh, ever watch it. So Only for maybe a laugh at how terrible it is. But that's not a great way to spend 90 <laughs> minutes either. So, um so yeah, I uh, I think this this movie deserved the the sinning that it got. Um, Jonathan, why don't you uh, you kick us off? What are some of your yeah, favorite was, sins? It was it was a great video. Um, you know, I I'm I'm afraid I'm going to steal all the stuff Danae wrote down. You might. But, uh, you might well, just... why don't I go first then? Uh, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. You guys go. Oh, you guys. Okay. Go. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Aurora Boar's position mm -hmm. uh, was uh, was very good. Uh, Danae and I were talking about that one earlier, so I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you knew that one was on my list, <laughs> jerk. Uh, being this excited about canoeing, I 100% appreciate it because there are very few things in life I hate more than canoeing. So uh, we got it, we got called out in the comments for oh calling it canoeing God. when it's kayaking. Apparently, no, uh, those so. are two different things. No, no, no. Those are I love <laughs> kayaking. 
Those are two very, very. I'm different just saying. Endings. People said they yeah, were doing kayaking no. in the movie, not canoeing. So. Oh, they might. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe they were. Maybe they yeah. were kayaking in the movie. I wasn't paying yeah. that close of attention. I thought you were yeah. saying people were saying they were the same thing. No, 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 no. Yeah. They were saying that we mislabeled no. uh, One kayaking. One is canoeing. fun. One <laughs> is canoeing. And that's right. Right. Uh, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. I'm always going to yes. love that. Uh, the Jig Paul Killer. I Thank thought you. was a great. Yep. Yes. Uh, also, isn't it hilarious that bunnies fuck a lot cliche? <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot written down. I'm sorry. No, I, then, it's great. It's great. <laughs> well, that's because I sent you my list. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. That's right. I'm actually reading Danae's list because I was too <laughs> yeah. lazy to come it's up okay. with my Get, own. Just keep going. You're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got to fight to the death. <laughs> And then my favorite, or not my favorite necessarily, but one of my favorites was, he's going to fuck so many bears now, <laughs> which was perfect with that like look on his face like there at the yep, end. Yep. <laughs> it might surprise some to know that I wrote that one, uh, but yeah, it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, he seems so happy about turning back into a bear. And I was just like, what is he so happy so about? He stays a bear? Yes, he stays oh a bear. God. This is the whole stupidity of this movie. Oh my God. The whole time, it's like, you know, going through the stuff between the brothers and they get to the end and the, the older spirit brother turns that has been killed by a bear, turns the younger brother back into a human. And then he's basically just like, I, I kind of liked being a bear. And so, his, his old his other brother's like, yeah, hell? yeah, you should be a bear for the rest of your life. And it's like, what is going on in this dumb movie? So that'd be like at the end of Brave if the mom just yeah. stayed a bear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> be- Where she was like, that was kind of fun being a bear. And the daughter's like, yeah, mom, just be a bear. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is one of my favorite videos uh that i've written on uh in a long time i really really enjoyed this uh i liked pointing out this thing that movies do where when somebody martyrs themselves they just sit there and take it and they just get this look on their face like yeah i'm gonna martyr myself right now and it's like (laughs) you can still like do the thing you're doing like in this case you know you know the spear and the ice and then try to survive you could jump up and maybe yeah. try to run for safety or, you know, but no, you got to be a martyr. Um, so I liked pointing that out. Uh, I loved this scene uh, or this sin. The, this water is dirty enough to be diseased. Enjoy your disease, selfish brothers, one of whom will soon become a bear. Uh, I thought that was <laughs> really funny. Uh, I got to bring back one of my favorite word plays I've ever written. It was in like my second or third sin. I can't remember what the movie is, but I got to call a bear an earth hole, um, which nice. I, is just one of my favorite word plays. And so I got to do it again uh, here as well uh, with the Latin for bear being Ursa. Uh, enjoy that. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, another point about this movie. This movie has so much opportunity, and this is a sin where it talks about uh, his hunting skills. It like briefly, you know, mentions his tracking skills. This this movie had such an opportunity for these brothers to like for like the whole point to be how he turned his hunting skills against him, and like you know, it was like all these things we thought we were doing, you know, are actually harmful, and it just it never goes any of any of those places. Uh, I also think maybe my favorite Twitter joke we've ever done is in this one uh, because it kind of works on a bunch of different levels, but where he's like, 
yelling, shut up. And then the mountains echo back, shut mm-hmm. up. And he goes, no, you shut up. And then the mountain echoes back, no, you shut up. And then Twitter, uh, I just thought it was <laughs> just such a perfect encapsulation of what happens there, uh, that echo chamber. Um, the, uh, Phil Collins sin where I know some people say show don't tell, but I guess no one ever said show don't have the former drummer of Genesis sing explain, (laughs) uh, loved that as well. Uh, and then the, uh, singing and you'll be in my heart and then wait, is that not this movie? How is that not this movie? (laughs) Um, is an actual experience I had while watching the movie. I was like, when are we getting to the You'll Be In My Heart song? It's like the best what? song in the movie. Which one is that? Is that from Tarzan? Tarzan. Yeah, that's Tarzan. It's Tarzan. Yeah. You, something really sweet. When Iris was little, she was, I think she was like still less than one. I took her over to my friend's house who had, I think, a four-year-old at the time. And he loved Tarzan. And he held Iris and sang that song to her. It was so sweet. Oh, Aww. that's nice. That's, my that's my favorite story about Tarzan, about the music in Tarzan was Trey Parker or Matt Stone. One, I think it was Trey Parker because that was the year of South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And Blame Canada got nominated for Best Song oh my God. Uh, at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And it lost to uh, Phil Collins won probably for that. I, I don't even remember now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just remember Trey Parker being like, "God damn it, I got to tell my kids that I lost to Phil Collins." He's like, <laughs> "Like, I like I could have lost to Amy Mann, like because she did the Magnolia uh-huh. music." He's like, "That right. would have been cool, but now I got to tell my kids <laughs> I lost to Phil Collins." <laughs> Phil Collins uh, is great. It's a nice song, though. You know, Phil Collins is awesome. But I, I, I get something it. about that man's voice that I love. He's, I, yeah, me too. It's yeah. very distinct, and yeah, I just I really dig his voice. Uh, anyhow, uh, for those in the live chat who were saying, you know, where were the bear puns? Uh, there were a few, uh, embarrassing, there were barely any. They're embarrassing was in there. Uh, <laughs> Jigpaw. Uh, yeah, they, they nice were in there. Danae. Yeah, no, you yeah, did it. The you did Jigpaw it. killer. You did that it. was a bear one. Yeah. I did it on purpose. Good job. Good Just job. Now. Let's move so on good. to keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my... Uh, every time I... I talk wow is this how Aaron feels when we're okay we're gonna try this I just wanted to tell you about the survey again which is at cinemasense.com slash bts so go fill it out the internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. What's some of the stuff from putting together the content for the week, guys? I didn't have a lot. Um, most Me of the either, stuff really. that, uh, Like looking things up for Falcon Winter Soldier, I don't really will remember. It's been a minute. But I didn't really uh, look up a lot. But I will reference once again the shopping cart thing because I did look that up during the show today, and I think that definitely counts. <laughs> definitely you, counts. Did you do research on police tape and why you would put it around a chair? Yeah, extensive research. <laughs> um, I didn't. I did do a little bit of research on plant watering, um, but I'm just going to read some comments when we get to comment section, and we'll just call it my research because it's just it's everywhere. Right on. It's it's all of the wares. All right. What about you, Jonathan? I didn't have anything super exciting, but uh, Emily Rose, Exorcism of Emily Rose, I did. There's a scene we have in there where Campbell Scott plays the uh, the the prosecution, uh, prosecuting mm-hmm. attorney or whatever, and uh, he brings up a whole thing about when they're talking about in the in the exorcism that on the tape she's talking and multiple voices and he brings up this whole thing about there being uh, the human body has two vocal cords. Uh, yeah. So I did I did some research into that, and it's true. And we wrote a sin about it. It is true, but you would never, you never would actually speak in two voices. Though. Is like, that that's how, not what's that type of singing today? We've 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 talked about this before uh, um, on other shows. There's a type I, of singing um, where you can sing two notes at the same time. I don't know yes. that it uses the the two vocal cords or how I that think it, it's I think called it does. Uh, polyphonic. Yeah, polyphonic singing. singing. I had to yeah. look that up. I think and, that hey, is something will, you do. I will tell you, and this is for those who can join in live chat or, or watch later. And the links are on Patreon. Um, when the show ends, I'll show you a video of polyphonic singing. It is fascinating. It really is incredible. All yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and you can you can't. That was part of what I read. I did read something on some type of singing, so I'm sure that's what it was. But it was just saying that like you wouldn't actually be able to have two like conversations. Basically, like there's no way to do that. However, we did not actually. We we wrote it to where we weren't really sending him. We actually turned it back on Laura Lenny because she is a terrible attorney, by the way, in this movie. Like just 
terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, but the idea that she wouldn't object or wouldn't bring a witness on to to uh, to say that's not that that's not possible because obviously Campbell Scott's saying it because he wants the jury to hear right. that it is possible. So it makes sense that he's bringing it up. But but I did find out that yeah, as far as anyone's can knows, there's no way. And then the other thing I looked up, like there's just like courtroom stuff. I just, I'm always curious about like if people are allowed to do certain, Oh, I did want to say one thing about the vocal cords though. Uh, vocal cords are shorter and thinner in women and children. Um, so, that's so why they I have just want voices. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, so, so men win that battle at least. That's all yeah. I want to point. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the battle to have a lower voice. <laughs> the the no, battle on length of, my vocal just, cords are longer than your vocal cords. Yeah, who's like got the, the massive vocal cords now, buddy? <laughs> I just thought it was funny because for some reason that fact is always brought up in like any research, like all like five or six different things I read on vocal cords. It kept just randomly mentioning that, and I'm like, man, dudes totally wrote these articles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, one thing I mentioned was I looked into because I always think it's interesting in movies that like it feels like the court case just happens like so quickly. And they even like talk about it in the dialogue. Like you mm-hmm. can tell like it's only been a week or two. And so I looked into that and that's definitely not normally the case. Like uh, one of the examples I found, they were talking about uh, the average cases in Cook County. I don't know why that was what they were talking about, but the average uh uh, like if you're just not even going to trial, if you're just trying to reach a settlement, mm-hmm. uh, the average on that's like 35 months. And then if you're actually going to go to trial from when the trial would start to when it would end, the average is like 52 months. Nice. So I wasn't like shocked. I knew that couldn't be true, but uh, it was still nice to actually, in case somebody tried to come at me. Right. And be like, no, they would totally get this up in a couple days. Like, no, they wouldn't. Although it is funny because in the movie, even though, I mean, even though technically they would have all this time, they like, they come up with their defense like literally the night before. Yeah. They have to start their case. It's insane. It's insane. These, you should never hire Laura Lenny to be your attorney based on this movie. Yeah. Just want to throw that, or this character, I guess, not Laura. Laura Lenny might be a great attorney. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I really didn't have a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I did look a little bit into bear paws to, you know, make sure they didn't have like easily separatable pinky digits for pinky swearing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I did have to research as, as I've already said, uh, what Phil Collins songs are in which movies. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the the one the what i wanted to talk about i did do research i didn't really put any of it in because honestly there are some times when you specifically research something and then you know if you put it in it will actually result in more people saying it's wrong (laughs) as opposed to actually fixing anything and that was the case with the baseball uh throws in invincible and how high they were and how Mm -hmm. what that baseball would have had to clear as it went around the world and like you know um, so yeah, I did research into, you know, typical average mountain heights and, you know, how high planes usually fly versus about how high off they were of the ground. Of course, we don't, I don't think we know exactly where they are. So I don't know what sea level, you know, what the elevation is of the ground where they are. So it was just one of those things where I was like, I'll just say what I believe and 
basically know to be true in the sin and uh and we'll just go from there so yeah i um, i love that you I, this is why i love that we have two writers though because i thought that was ridiculous too but like everything i was coming up with was dumb it was like baseballs oh wouldn't do that you know yeah. or something <laughs> so but then aaron actually did research and so i was like thank god like we have something that's usable yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. it would still work if it was like, this is dumb. Sometimes that still works. <laughs> I remember reading some, I, I writing the incredibly complex things, trying to like uh, find ways to prove it and then reading like Chris's sin and it's just like, this shouldn't work. This should never work. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And it's like, yeah, that's actually better because <laughs> it's just, you know, you never know. You, you never, never know. know. Because it, it is like, it's one of those things where it's like, look, if you're going to throw the ball that hard, it's going to break out of orbit. Like it's going to go into space, not yeah. go around the world. Like you'd have to throw it the perfect speed to have the perfect orbit to exactly come around to where you were. And not to mention the fact that the earth is rotating. So you're going to have to take into account that and like how and anything like, that it would come in contact with potentially along the way right yes it's gonna you know so anyhow um i thought it was fine just kind of saying it like it was mm-hmm. but uh but yeah there you go the 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 really stupid things we have to actually think about yep. uh all right let's move on to the comment section I, want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty you're a real straight shooter you are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment from the week, whether it's from videos, the internet, elsewhere, like Twitter, Discord, uh, anywhere else that you guys are responding to us. Uh, Danae, what did you have? Um, I went full on into the water uh, uh, pl- planting. Nope. Mm-hmm. Watering mm-hmm. of the plants. There you go. Plant watering. Mm-hmm. Water planting again, is different. Again, yeah. just a reminder brain's not functioning today <laughs> Function, on a major brain level not <laughs> happen. Uh, it's a good thing i didn't slot today as a writing day for me <laughs> <laughs> words yes bring to service <laughs> the funniest script ever <laughs> baseball dumb oh shit um yeah so there's lots of theories on when to water your plants there are some plants that should definitely not be watered at night there are some plants that thrive better in the evening just depending on the climate so it does depend on where you are um i at the end of researching and uh i'm like you know what i just i'm gonna do this anyway because i think it's gonna get a rise out of people and i did it because part of my job is to troll you and so Mm -hmm. pat on the back for me um, checkpoint Charlie says, why is watering your plants at night a sin? Mason replies, it's not good for them. It can cause issues, <laughs> which was pretty much the sum of my research as well. Um, Andrew uh, replies and says more issues than wasting 90% of the water due to evaporation. Uh, comments continue with pun kick Jack, who says watering plants at night is not a sin. Some plants benefit, uh, from a lot, but this is a great video. Lincoln adds, watering plants at night is actually better though, isn't it? And Wild Child says, it's not a sin to water plants at night, especially in the drier parts of California. I live in Chino, which is in the outskirts of a driest desert in the world, which is Death Valley or the Mojave Desert. Uh, It prevents the hot drying sun from burning grass and plants as it evaporates, leaving nothing but dead grass and plants. Yes, it's bad because mold can start to grow. It's Mm -hmm. worse if it's on your vegetables. But with global warming and climate change and weird weather patterns, watering your plants at night is the best way to keep your plants plants and grass from dying. Um, Just saying with like a little wave. 
So wild child for the win there with the explanation, but also people don't agree with you, even though you can clear, you clearly know what you're talking about. Maybe it's just based on where you are. It's still a sin for someone. And so I was happy to keep that one in knowing that it was not a fully waterproofed sin. Waterproof. I didn't do that on purpose. Oh God. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Uh, I went with a comment from the butter video um it's based on the sin that has them spelling out army but one of them is standing in the middle uh so it says arimi uh with an i in the middle uh the comment is from sloan who says look if namjoon says it's arimi it's arimi we don't make the rules <laughs> so i just thought that was really really neat. That is good. uh jonathan what about you so mine's from invincible so i wrote a sin in invincible about uh the guy says like are you going on your spring, you're going on your kid's spring break to right. uh, England. And then, you know, he says, yeah, all two weeks. So I wrote a send like two weeks spring break. Like who has that? And Aaron was like, yeah, that's funny. And then Danae's like, I don't know, guys, like, hey, maybe people do have two week spring breaks and or maybe he's only going for one week and then they're still going to stay there a week. And Aaron and I were like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> and um, I don't remember we, having exactly this way. No, it wasn't but, like that. But, but we were like, continue. no, I mean, he clearly was saying that the spring break was two weeks. I think that yeah, was one yeah, of the I things. So, so once so. we determined that, and then, you know, Danae said, I don't get you guys or something. And then we moved on. But yeah. uh, but then just to make Danae feel really good about herself, we got a comment from Cam Kurosaki that says, haha, my school got two weeks for spring break and two for winter. It helped with content retention since they felt three weeks was too long for winter break. So apparently people do get two spring break. I don't know how you get two weeks for spring and winter. Like how many weeks are you possibly in school? (laughs) If I mean, my God, maybe it's like a year round thing, though, where they get breaks, you know, but I but, uh, but Danae was right. I I just had this conversation with somebody about how how different school schedules are, you know, even in the same state, you know, sometimes in in some some states will have rules. Like I know when I lived in Michigan, uh, in Michigan, schools are not allowed to start before um, Memorial Day. Uh, No, no, no. The other one, Labor Day. They're not allowed to start before Labor Day because in Michigan, tourist season has to take place for the entire summer. Um, because you know, nobody's there in the winter, uh, except Ah. for the locals. Uh, and so for kids, summer's jobs, like they wanted to make sure kids could work all the way through labor day. Uh, anyways, so, so, and, and then the other thing we were talking about is how in Michigan, they also build in a schedule that just assumes six or seven snow days. Whereas like where we live now, if you have three snow days, like on the fourth one, you have to make that up at the end of the year, like because they're just you don't usually get snow days. They do that here. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So I just it's really interesting how people do that differently. I ever since I heard about year round education, that makes the most sense to me. I don't think we'll ever do it because we're not used to it. And also, I think parents would revolt. Um, But, uh, you know, to not have summers to be able to do vacations and stuff. But I, you know. It makes a lot of sense to me to do like three months on, one month off. You know what I mean? And have trimesters or that we kind of have thing. Some, we have some schools that operate like that even here. Um, yeah. And it isn't, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we have the luxury of working from home, right? So like I can kind of, it whatever my daughter's schedule is, we can make it work. But mm-hmm. I know not everybody has that luxury. So I, I don't know what the right answer is. But it, it's weird. They get a lot of days off though. Like I didn't realize like how little 
uh, the school year is actually school. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Until I had a kid that goes, because when you're a kid, you don't, I mean, it seems like you're there forever, right? That's before you even get to like field day, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or field trips or whatever the case may be. Yeah, 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 for sure. Totally. Uh, Yeah, totally. Totally, (laughs) totally. Uh, All right, let's move on to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we've seen recently. I'll kick us off this time because Lego Masters is back and I am so happy. Oh my gosh. Uh, I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah. I uh, heard what? Lego Masters. Isn't that? Well, let me listen to what you're going to say first because maybe I'm thinking of something. No, you're good. Yeah. I think it debuted last year. It's one season and I loved it so much uh, and I'm so glad it's back. The second season just debuted this past week as you're listening to this. And the thing I think I love about this the most is so many talent based reality shows are of like talents that a lot of people think they can do or there are a lot of people that are kind of good at, but then there are people who like really excel. This is one of those talents I feel like is a real technical skill. Like there's an art to it that like I couldn't do. You know, I can I can put a couple Legos together, but I can't do with the kind of things that they're doing. And mm-hmm. every episode I come away going, how did they do that? And there's yeah. like 16 teams doing it. And I just, I find everything about this show uh, awesome. I love Will Arnett as the host. Um, I love um, the the way they do the challenges, I think are really cool. I love the teams of people. Um, they're interesting people. Uh, I'm just, I'm really excited for a do second Do they have season. the same teams for the entire season or do they do a weekly thing? It's it's reality show uh, okay. in that, like, so for instance, on this show, the bottom, two, they have actual lego um expert judges Mm -hmm. which is another thing i love when a reality show actually has people who are experts in the thing talk about uh stuff and i learn stuff from them um but they choose the bottom two and uh and then one of them uh goes home and then there's also like a thing where if you win the week you get a golden brick and you can use that um to avoid being in the bottom two any week you feel like maybe you haven't done your best um, so yeah, there's lots of interesting stuff like that. It also has drama in like when you're done with your build, you have to wheel it over to the presentation place. And if you like tip it over or something falls off, like you, you have to have it in place by when the time, the timer is done. And so you have to quick, like try to fix it or make it look presentable or it's, I, I love it. I love this show. I have so much fun with it. So yeah, it's called Lego masters. Uh, cool. If you want to check it out. Very cool. So. Yeah. Today, what about you? I accepted a challenge from a friend of mine to find some games. Um, this person wanted to have casual games they could play while watching TV. So nothing that was too engaging. So not like, think like, I guess, Sudoku, but maybe even less important than Sudoku. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, it was an interesting challenge for me because it's, it can't be a puzzle game that requires a lot of attention and time too, because it can't be like where you have to constantly be paying attention to it. So I went through some of the games um, and I fell back in love with a few of them. And I wanted to tell you guys about a couple of them. One of them is called I Love You Too, H-U-E. <laughs> um, this is one where you are realigning different colors to mm-hmm. put them in their hue pattern. So the gradients of color. Right. I love games like this uh, a ton. 
There's a ton of them out there. This one's just called, again, I love Hue 2. And I thought that the aesthetics of this one was nice Aww, and it was kind of a chill too, vibe. Thank Aww, you. Thanks. <laughs> I, I do love you. Um, another one, uh, I only do two this week, um, is called Here. Uh, just H-E-R-E. <laughs> How's that one spelled? <laughs> Just want to make sure you guys know how to spell that one. There are there are a couple ways to spell it. So are, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this one is kind of a it's a casual, clever game where you're solving a puzzle, but there's no timer. At least there isn't on any of the levels so far. So it starts off with like a white screen and just the simple letter, the simple word here in the middle of the screen. And so like you tap your thumb where it says here, and then the screen changes to the next puzzle. So you're trying to figure out puzzle to puzzle to puzzle what they're attempting to have you do interacting with the word H E R E here. And it doesn't seem to be timed. So it's something where you can like look at it and then look away with no pressure. So those are the two that I'm going to mention this week. Uh, I am using Android. I'm not sure if they're available on um, uh, Apple devices, but hopefully that there's a couple that are like this because they're, they're super fun. Nice. Jonathan, what do you got? Um, I started listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago that I uh, was introduced to. Uh, the The host was on another podcast I listened to. I think that's typically how I find out other podcasts. Is, <laughs> right? Yeah. But um, so, and this is this is a podcast that's been going since 2018. So I'm I could just be late to the game. I don't know. I I always feel like because I never know like what podcasts are really popular. And I'm always worried when I talk about something like this, it's going to be like, I'm like, hey, I just saw the show Breaking Bad. You guys heard about this? <laughs> uh, but anyways, this is called American Hysteria. Uh, like I said, it debuted in 2018. It is also, it's a solo podcast for the most part. She does have guests occasionally. Uh, the host is uh, Chelsea Weber-Smith. And um, I don't typically listen to solo podcasts. I'm not, I don't have anything against them. I just, for me personally, I like conversation. I just like hearing conversation. So... Um, it, it doesn't always grab my interest, but from the first episode, I went and listened to the first episode cause I'm, I'm OCD that way. And, uh, I have just been pretty much only listening to this podcast for the last couple of weeks, trying to catch up. It's even one of those where like, I'll purposely go walk at night just so I can listen to it. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'm going to go for a walk. No, no, no. You're not you're not wrong. Yeah. I actually most of my exercise, the thing that puts me over the edge is like, oh, I can listen to podcasts while I yeah. bike or I can listen yeah. to podcasts while I play disc golf or you know, whatever the case may be. So yeah. It's always nice when something compels you to yeah. to do that stuff. That's uh, awesome. So it's really cool. It's uh it's about um she talks about uh, as she puts it, moral panics, conspiracy theories, urban legends, and fantastical thinking that shape our culture. And so she, like, the stuff I've listened to so far, I've listened to stuff like on, she talks about the satanic panic. She talks about the uh, kind of where stranger danger came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, trick-or-treating, like uh, the Halloween candy that, you know, if if it has, you know, where that kind of urban legend started about people putting yeah. Rachel Blades in candy. Just stuff like that. Um, I, I guess the closest thing I would compare it to maybe is lore. Uh, but lore really dealt specifically with urban legends. This kind of gets more into different things. Uh, she's, I haven't gotten to it yet, but I saw she has an episode. It's like on uh, like uh, gay panic and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. she really gets into a lot of different things. And uh, it's really fascinating. Like satanic panic, for instance, is something I've read a lot about because I just that that happened in my childhood. Yep, so I've too. always just found that super interesting. Uh, but she talked about a lot of things I had never even heard before. So uh, it's a really, it's just, she's, she's very engaging. She does a great job. She does a lot of research. 
Um, and uh, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm learning things. I'm enjoying listening to it. So it's just a lot of fun. But it's called uh, American Hysteria. If, if those types of subjects, if you find that fascinating, uh, I think you'll really dig this. And most people have probably already heard it. And I'm just the last one. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd never that's heard okay. of it. So uh, I, might check, I might check that one out. Um, and pretty prob- short. Like most episodes are like 30 to 45 minutes, which is great for like if you're just walking or something, you know, you can yeah. listen to a whole episode. So it's really that nice. That sounds, sounds really interesting. That might actually crack into my list. It's so hard for me to add podcasts because I'm already uh, behind on so many of the ones that, that I like to listen to. But uh but yeah, no, that sounds good. That's American Hysteria, uh, yes. wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Uh, I love Hue 2 and Here are available on Android, uh, on the Google Play Store, and possibly on the Apple Store as well. And Lego Masters, uh, you can find on Hulu, uh, as well as check your local listings. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to us, P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can also hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denise says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Denae Hughes, a random leg chunk, and myself, we will see you next week. <laughs> Happy National Ice Tea Day. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. Excellent. Excellent. We are doing so good. Jonathan, we better do some outtakes before Danae gets here, because even though she's late, she's going to reprimand us if we don't record any outtakes before she gets here. (laughs) So do something funny. Uh, I don't have anything funny. <laughs> Maybe you can just make like, uh, do like Danae sing-songy noises. Uh-huh. Hey, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the outtakes. Okay. We are late, people. We are late, but no one is surprised. Because you'll be in my heart. Yes, you'll be in my heart. But not in this movie. Let's see. Did that fix anything? Does it fix anything? Let's just jump in here. Well, why, why Danae? Oh, man. <laughs> I've had a series of issues. Uh-huh. I'm I hear myself. myself. I know. I'm still working out. My, I had to restart my whole computer. My microphone oh. wasn't coming through. Yeah, wow. you said you had board issues yesterday, right? Yeah, those are still apparently an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi. Happy Donut Day. What's a donut day? I don't know. Today's National Donut Day. Well, shit. I was out there. I could have gotten one. I wonder if our local place is doing anything special. Surely they are. They did have half off donut day on their one year anniversary. So why wouldn't Mm -hmm. they celebrate the mighty day of the donut? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) They do not want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. So are you going to answer, Aaron, are you going to answer to why you cut all of Danae's post show? Yeah, what was that about? Since dude? that was controversy. Yeah, yeah, what let's talk about? about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're not wrong. People, I mean, there's a whole, you know, hashtag release the Danae cut on Twitter. Um, I thought that it was one of those things where, like, it was special that it only existed for members. And, like, I listened through it. It wasn't, like, 
outtake stuff. It was a great conversation. <laughs> I like, listened through it. It was shit. <laughs> no, it was great. But it was great for the environment it was in. Yeah, it doesn't make not... for like great outtakes. Like no, no, I'm okay with it being whatever it is. I think it's it could be kind of a funny thing. Just mm-hmm. to like, yeah, if, if like... you really think it should just be there, that's fine. I liked all the comments because I think it's it's hilarious. But like, what is the end goal of hashtag release the Danae cut? Like, because the people who are posting that hashtag have access to the whole conversation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it so probably was go- just fun. It was just fun. I think fun. I don't think it was serious. A- no, anybody, I, I agree. Anytime you can do a hashtag release something, people That's are what it, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I just want to make sure. Like, I just uh-huh. want to make sure if there's uh-huh. something the fans want that I'm delivering it. But I, I, I agree with you. I thought it was just like, oh, this is fun. Okay, you well, know, let's, let's test this theory. The fans okay. want to do an entire episode where it's just outtakes. Are you okay uh-huh. with that? Sure, of course. Whatever. Whatever. We've talked about this before. You're like, no, that's I not think the that's show. a great idea. I think that's a great idea for like a week that like one of us can't be here or something like that. You what know, if like we to change just do... the show entirely to just be us goofing off and having a good time <laughs> and avoiding all list making and all reviewing of everything that we just. Nay, this is why this is why we're a good balance for each other. OK, <laughs> you know, why can't we be like, OK, I didn't like Transformers or, you know, whatever it is, but. It still took a lot of effort, and I respect the work it took to make it and the people involved in it. And, yeah. like, like, why can't we be grown up enough to go, I didn't like the end product, but, man, great work, guys. Like, way to put in, yeah. you know, some effort. And you know what I mean? Like, there's there's this thing, like, if somebody makes something you think is bad, it's like it, that, that somehow that means you think everybody who made it is a terrible person. And it's just like, that's just, I don't know. It's hot take culture. Right, Danae? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, like, I mean, I don't like Danae, but I get why people do. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we go to great lengths to cover up our mutual <laughs> hatred of each other, you know, so that anyone listening only hears the professionalism. I mean, I've really appreciated that about you guys. Yeah. You know, I will hit play, but I want to give Jonathan the chance uh, to make the joke he's been trying to make for several weeks. So what I'm going to do, Jonathan, is... Hmm? I'm going oh. I'm going to say I'm going to say that I'm getting ready to push play and then I'm going to give you just a second to go no before I do. All right? Okay. So, all right, okay. here we go. Here we go. Uh I'm getting ready to press play. Wait. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was great. That was so worth it. I hope that makes the outtakes. That that will be amazing. Um yeah, that was amazing. I laughed for I laughed for a good fifteen seconds. I laughed for a good fifteen seconds. If only you had control over what makes <clears> the outtakes. If only I knew the person in charge of deciding what was in the outtakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jonathan has been trying to say wait before we start the show, and I always click the start too soon. So I gave him an opportunity to do that this time, and I got to tell you, it slayed me. I thought that was that it was, was a staged wait. It, it was. was. A, it was a staged way. We should do it again. Actually, hey, all right, we're oh, going to yeah, do this yeah. again. We should do it for everybody here. Uh, that's we're right. We're going to do this for right. everybody. <laughs> all right, here's, here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. Okay. You're yeah, no, this up no, way too much. Jonathan, no, no, no. I, this is good. This is good. This will be great. Jonathan, hey. Uh, all right, guys. I'm going to start the show. Wait. Wait. <laughs> 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 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 